Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Imagine for a moment that you own a business, if you don't already that is, and you've got a couple employees in accounting and some more in shipping and receiving, and you've got a couple bright young kids that you've just hired to go represent you in a booth at the county fair. You see, you just introduced a slick new product, but you can't make it to the county fair that's coming up, and you hate to see that opportunity go by, especially because after doing some testing, you know just the right words to say to help people understand how this new product will make their life better. Now, these kids, they're sharp, eh, but they're brand new. So what do you do? Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Sunday Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year time together to consider our life and work in a little different way. Now, I imagine you know where the story goes, right? You have the words, the kids that you're going to hire to be your ambassadors at the fair don't have those words. In fact, even though you know that they will eventually bring their own style because they're sharp, you give them the exact words that work to begin with. Now, there is a limit to analogies, of course, but in a way, that's what Paul was saying to a couple young pastors that he mentored, Timothy and Titus. In fact, he had this phrase that he only used with them in the letters to Timothy and Titus relative to the other things that he wrote. It starts this way. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. What? This saying? What's up with this saying? Is that like a first century version of a meme? <laughs> well, there actually were those kinds of, well, we'll call them memes, sayings at that time, repeated phrases that were designed to be memorable, known in a community. But Paul uses it as a way of pointing out that the saying uh, that is about to follow was an important set of words. In fact, a couple of English translations put those words in quotation marks. Listen for it. This is 1 Timothy 1.15. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now you remember Christ, which is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Messiah. Christ Jesus is Christ is a title, right? It's he's therefore this long-awaited promised coming king that the Jews have been expecting, and this King Jesus came to die for sinners. So think about it. We can probably safely assume that Paul always tells Timothy the truth, and that Timothy even expects Paul to tell the truth, right? So what is Paul doing? Well, he is emphasizing that saying in a unique way. In fact, he's not just saying, I'm telling you the truth. He's actually referring to something uh, known more broadly, 
right? This is not Paul's truth. It's objective truth. He received it and he's passing it along, right? Timothy, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, meaning you've heard it elsewhere. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. I received it and I'm passing it along to you. No matter what, you can count on this. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now, if we finish up that verse, there are a few more words, right? Now we get past the thing in quotation marks to a final comment. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. Remember, among other things, remember that earlier in his life as Saul, and a Pharisee hell-bent on stomping out Christianity, Paul then Saul stood by while, for instance, Stephen was stoned to death, and he approved of it, right? Like a mob boss who didn't get his hands dirty because his lackeys did the work, but, but who owns the greater responsibility? The leader. Who will be held to a higher account biblically? Teachers, leaders, those in authority. You're not a bigger sinner than me, and Christ died to save me. Now, my friends, I'm memorizing this verse with a men's group this next week, and I wanted to share because I'm hoping that you will join me for one final reason. Because we need to not just know the words, like the kids going to share at the fair booth, We need them not just so we can teach them to others, which in fact we are called to do. We need them because sometimes we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. Remember, the enemy speaks condemnation, but the Holy Spirit speaks conviction. Yes, we are going to sin. Yes, we are going to need to turn again back to Jesus and ask forgiveness again. And remember, that's different than the once-and-for-all-time salvation that occurs when we actually really first-time put our trust in God. But along the way, thereafter, when we are Jesus followers, but yet we still blow it, we will have those times when we hear that voice of condemnation, sometimes that might even be our own voice talking to ourselves, as disturbing as it might be to think that we've just started parroting Satan's condemnation. Sometimes we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. In the uh, Holman New Testament commentary, uh, Newt Larson shares a few words that I will wrap up with. No one is beyond the scope or power of God to save and recreate into his likeness. God is extravagant in his love and mercy. He has shown mercy to all of us because we are all sinners. We become the exhibit piece of God's mercy, love, and faithfulness to those we live with and meet along life's way. My friends, you can't help others on the plane until you put your own oxygen mask on, right? We 
need to preach the gospel to ourselves sometimes. And here it is again. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. No, not Paul, me, Roger. (laughs) I am the worst of them. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.